On today's show... There was no emotion for, for us anyway when we were trading stocks. It was all about how do we get short-term gains, returns, and things like that. Now, we're looking at it more of a legacy. We're looking at how do we build something that's bigger than ourselves and get involved. Because now we invest as a community. If you change headcount to heart count, and if you think about the heart behind everything, it makes a huge difference of how you look at the world. Hello, this is Josh here with a quick public service announcement. There will be times in this podcast where you hear us refer to the title Investing Heart to Heart, which was the original name of the show before our research showed us that the audience connected better with Wealth Building with Friends. So thank you for joining the Wealth Building with Friends community. And please leave a review with a couple comments wherever you listen to podcasts, because that is how we can sustain growth. And we really need you. Thank you for being part of the tribe. Welcome to Wealth Building with Friends. I'm Usha Patel. Our partners, Melanie and Josh McAllen, will join Bob and I as we meet families just like yours. Our guests come from all walks of life. Successful sales professionals, business owners, consultants, contractors. This podcast will explore the why behind investing and dig deep into the power of relationships, no matter where you are on your personal investment journey. Learn side by side with all of us. We're glad you're here. Hello and welcome to our wonderful investing heart-to-heart community and our guests from Accountable Equity. I'm Bob Wells and Josh McAllen and my wife, Usha Patel, and Josh's wife, hey, Melanie everybody. McAllen. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> we have fantastic guests to speak with today, uh, Michael and Anna Treffel. And before we uh, start to speak with them, we want to... Welcome them. Welcome to, to the show. Oh, welcome, Michael and Anna. Michael, hi, Anna. You know you're loved when you have that many people welcoming you to the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're excited to be here. Why don't we start, Michael, with you just uh, and, and Anna telling us a little bit about you and where you're from and, and kind of how you came to be with us today. Cool. It's, it's, a, it's a good story, actually. So we, we met in college, college, college sweethearts. Right? <laughs> Back when. Back when, yeah. And we were both had these goals and plans on being on Wall Street, growing on Wall Street. I worked for financial companies almost since high school, just kind of got into investing. I worked for a boiler room and then went to Goldman Sachs from there and then Lehman from there and kind of worked all the way through college and, and into masters. And then at some point, we decided that life is more than that and, uh, and, and shifted. Anna went first. She we both had the entrepreneurial bug, and then you came home one day and said, you know what? I can't. can't do it. Yep. <laughs> 16 hours a day, every day, just, you know, sitting in a cubicle. I just, I can't envision my life going this way, you know, for the indefinite future. So, and Mike is like, all right. Yeah. What do you want to say? I want to say, what did you end up doing? I think I know the punchline, but I want to hear what you did. Yeah. We were having this conversation and Mike is like, well, do you think maybe if you were working for a different company, what is it that's missing? What would you want to do if, you know, what would you, yeah, if it wasn't Wall Street? I said, you know, I have a retiring dream. When I retire, I want to open a flower beauty for like a flower. Store. And it was just like, you know, I wouldn't tell anyone about it because I mean, come on, <laughs> you know, I have an MBA, like, what am I doing? Right. So, and Mike is like, well, that's what you should do. <laughs> I said, no, I'm going to plan it for retirement. Maybe like, you know, like a cute little shop. He's like, no, you should do it now. Don't put it off. You know? 
retirement is far, far off. And he kind of stayed and I, and I just quit. I just went cold turkey. <laughs> and yeah, we tend to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I finished, I got a designer degree in horticulture and design in the New York Botanical Garden Institute. And, um, you know, my MBA really did help in my uh, management skills of the business. So that really worked out really well. Uh, the business grew uh, to a very successful venture um, it, from a small shop in a local downtown um, mm -hmm. Bridgewood. We had it in Bridgewood, New Jersey was the first shop. We grew into this massive 5,000 square foot showroom yeah. where we only did events and we covered everything, lights, linens, design, flowers, just the whole uh, complete event design. We were doing events from companies like Bloomingdale, Citigroup, Wells Fargo were our accounts. So it was pretty big. And then after a whole decade of doing that, 10 years, two weeks before my second child was born, my phone rang and was a competitor from New York City. And she said, I would like to buy all of your accounts. <laughs> Can I make you an offer that hopefully you can't refuse? And it was just perfect timing. I wanted to take a step back and be with my kids more especially with our life choices. We decided to homeschool, so it was perfect timing. And uh, that was my venture. Yeah. Past Wall Street. Past Wall. And then mine, um, I was a global strategist for a bank, for Lehman. And traveling, and it's funny, you travel the world without seeing the world. Oh, you that know. happens, doesn't it? It's yeah, everything looks... Problem. Exactly. Everything looks from the cab's window. And... I realized at some point that I'm not spending any time with my family, right? I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, but there's nothing, there's no time spent with actually what I want to do, right? You're just earning money, you're working for somebody. And I came home the same way and said, look, you know what? I remember back when, when you quit, I'm, I'm done. And this was, <laughs> this was right at the end of my MBA program. So I was working, I would start work at what I would get up at four thirty in the morning, would be at the office at six, finish yeah, around cold with Japan. Yeah, because it was global, right? So I would finish at seven or eight o'clock at night, or actually and then three days a week I would do MBA till eleven o'clock at night. Three years of that, I was done. So we'll wake up, Mike yeah. is gone, go to sleep, he's not home yet. Yep. <laughs> you know? So wow. what kind of is that? And and we did what we loved real estate. So we did some flips before we went crazy, you know, and, and our got, first flip was in college. Yeah, remember? we did. A we were flip. working part time and saving, and I'm like, let's flip, let's do something exciting. <laughs> yeah, and um, real estate was something that it was more than just making money on Wall Street. Right, stocks you buy and sell. It, it's just air. For us, it was we wanted to have something concrete, and we liked real estate. It was always growing up in a different country. Real estate wasn't. It, it was like a dream, right? You. We both grew up in Russia and, you know, real estate is kind of like, wow, that's the American dream. You own land or your own building or you, you, you own something very concrete. And I, when I left Wall Street, I'm like, you know what? I want to be in real estate. So I went cold turkey as well and kind of said, you know, I'm done. I'm left. Let's go into real estate. And I started growing in real estate. I became an agent and kind of grew a team from there. And I've been... Well, your MBA too, because while you were doing all that, we owned multiple properties and we were just flipping your rental mm -hmm. properties. And Michael was like, you know, if I'm doing my executive MBA, let me focus in um, 
So I did real estate estate finance. finance. Yep. So he did real estate finance. So that really helped out too with the investments. And we just really liked that. You worked with builders. It was just an interesting, one interesting project after another. And big projects, big high rises Mm -hmm. buildings that Michael's uh, team listed and sold and represented. You did some commercial projects in New York. So it was very interesting. And then we started elevating more and more. So we're working with people. It got better and better. And then what I would say the largest impact from my investment strategy in my life, Bob, that was you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I was waiting for that, Bob. I knew Mike knows you for a while now. So yeah. you know, what a joy to hear this story. I started going into more and more into coaching. I like building people, right? So my philosophy has always been, it's more about people than it is about finance and money and everything else. Because if you get the people right, everything else works. And I, you know, I read Rich That Poor Dad. I, I, I read a lot. So I'm, I, I like books. And then I took a class with Bob. And this was, I want to say, four years ago, right? About yeah, four years or so, maybe, maybe a little more. And it was a financial mastery class. And I kind of sat there and I go, huh. This just shifts my world a little bit. It's just philosophy. And I came home and I'm yeah, like, I remember that. You know, all this stuff. Like we got to change that. this and we got to open these accounts. And, I'm know. like, who is this guy? Like, what's happening? You know, who did you talk to? Yeah. And then we, you know, we, we changed the way we bank. We changed the way we open accounts. We changed the way we look at investing. I started reading more and more on that. I read Profit First and, and you know, Tax Free Wealth and all this stuff. And I got really, I love energy. Bob, I mean, you, you like influenced me immensely in my life. So, you know, the, the energy was there. And then the, the, all these ideas about thinking bigger, right? I mean, I, at that time I was, I was a coach already with KW. So I had training with Diana and, and, and kind of starting to push me outside of my comfort zone. But you just kind of, when you were talking about different streams of income and, and, you know, I think at the time you had 28, I want to say, or somewhere around there. To me, it was like, okay, I'm thinking about the future and legacy and everything else in the wrong way. And I came home. I'm like, okay, we got to set different plans. We had a, I had a whiteboard. I'm like, let's draw this out. Uh oh, the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. and, and Anna goes, I'm not doing it. I said, so you, this is too much for me at first. But I got to tell you that. To- and, and then like. I, I sat there with my kids and I'm like, like hey, let's, what are your dreams? Like, and I, I mean, I have little kids, right? Oh, the vision board, yeah. The vision boards and everything else. And nobody wanted to do it. Everybody's like, we're not well, the doing it. The kids wanted to do it. Yeah, they weren't too excited. They didn't see the big The day or so after, everybody started coming by and be like, well, you know, what <laughs> if? <laughs> and we started to put things on the board. And I started to put my vision board together because I had dreams and plans and the, just the universe works in very mysterious ways, right? You open my eyes to what's possible. And I started thinking bigger. I started looking and meeting up on, you know, bigger things, indications and, and kind of scaling and, you know, philosophy grew, lots of other things grew, but here's the interesting point. My dream has always been a winery. Wow. <laughs> oh, ironic. I, I did not know how. I got to find my old vision boards because I'll show you. I have 10 years. Yeah, I have a picture of Tuscany. You know, there's a house and a hill with, with wines. And then Anna and I traveled to New Zealand once and we actually went, you know, kind of wine tasting and, and hopping around wineries. And it was just such a fascinating concept. I love that. We like gardening. We like 
kind of digging in soil, it, it, it's incredibly therapeutic. <laughs> I, you know, I think so. And, I'm seeing, uh, I'm yeah. seeing how many raised beds you have in your garden. <laughs> it's definitely therapeutic. Twenty-two. 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 Really? It's a mean farm right now. But and and then so like that was my dream, but I didn't know how to kind of you know really put in concrete. It was more like one day I'll buy a winery and somehow you know, be involved. Be involved, right? And then talking to Bob, and Bob's like, you know, I got to introduce you to, to somebody. And you introduced me to Josh. And it's like, you know, you, you put this out there in the universe, and, it, and the universe opens up back and gives you everything that you ask for if you ask properly. You know, I, I just have to say, uh, what I love about what we're doing is, it, this is truly heart to heart. And it's so lovely to meet you, Anna. Well, thank uh, you. <laughs> I, uh, got, I've, I've gotten to know Michael uh, through some of our mutual coaching uh, um connections and things like that. But just hearing your story and how the, the, the universe, as Michael says, you know, how it connects the dots. Uh, and it all, all comes down to being able to think big, as you said, and then having that vision, but also learning. I mean, continuing to learn. I mean, what I get from both of you is that you're hungry for learning and life is all about learning. And that's what I also love about this is sharing, uh, you know, for everybody listening, my gosh, I, I mean, I know you're probably seeing like I'm smiling a lot because I, I'm like learning so much already about the two of you that warms my heart so much. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. I just love that even in your story that you, you're basically just outlining um, exactly what we want to do in accountable equity, which is just learning from each other, you know, just sharing each other's stories. You just gain, like you said, Mike, it opened your mind. You know, you just never thought there was a different way to think you know, that there was That's a true. different way to go. So just by being collaborative and, and being friendly, even just friendly conversations, things come up and we're all encouraging each other to, you know, seek our best life. And, and I'm so inspired by your story because you guys, not many people have the courage to do what you do, which is just draw the line and say enough is enough. Like we're, we're changing course here. And it sounds like you kind of outlined it. You just got the whiteboard out, but you know, were there sacrifices along the way or how did you exactly like, you know, when, when Anna started, stopped working, I'm sure that was and went to school. There was an adjustment, a financial adjustment there, yeah, you know, like how, how do you guys, it sounds like you make these adjustments quick and solid and and there's probably some sacrifices there. Well, absolutely. So for me, the most challenging thing was at that point was coming to my parents. Oh, I, I actually <laughs> thought you were going to no, say that. No, this is what's going to happen. Because <laughs> imagine the background that I come from, immigrant parents that come to this country, they bring their children. And the reason they do this, as per them, uh, they want to give us better future. They want us to succeed and to give us everything that we couldn't have had back in the old country. So in their eyes, I was making a huge mistake. Mm. They did not support me. This was not, you know, um, really a good thing in their mm. eyes. But, you know, they took a step back. There were no, um, how do I say it nicely? Nobody, <laughs> no, no, nobody fought. Everything was very civil. They just, you know, let me know very clearly that this is not the right thing to do. Mm. So that, was, that took a lot of courage. Um, keeping it all together. But, you know, a lot of conversations. My mom actually ended up joining me in the business. Oh, fantastic. So that, was, that, that turned out to be a good thing uh, for them at the end. But now, you know, they, they see how we are. 
along the way, we've made a couple of decisions like that. You know, like you said, uh, financially, it's not easy because you give up a six-figure on Wall Street and, you know, big bonuses, mm. a lot of uh, perks. But we kind of, we learn to prioritize. So we're very clear on what our priorities are and spending quality time, quality life as a family together just took priority over everything you know, else. Everything else. We decided, okay, so we don't drive super extra fancy cars with thousand dollar leases. That's not important right now. We're going to go, we're going to downgrade and we're going to get a car that's just going to get us from point A to B. You know, that's what's more important at this point. As Bob would say, it's all do that. <laughs> it's all, it's all do Well, you know, it's, it's interesting though that a lot of our, our parents their idea of success was go to school, get an education, get a good job, and hold it forever until you die, right? And and the world isn't like that anymore, is it? No, and in, in, in our world, there was, what, four jobs, right? You can be an accountant, a lawyer, a doctor, and then IT came to be, and you can be in, in IT. So that was it. There was no other even just, you know, thoughts of you can't do anything else. Like these are the four careers you need to go to. In America, there's just, a, there's just different opportunities. So there, there, this idea of real estate or these passive income streams and all this like that, I'm sure that was new to your parents as well because they weren't familiar with that. It's something that you stumbled on. Are they, they must be very intrigued with how you've been able to pull it all together for yourselves. You got to give it to my parents, especially for lasting through it, <laughs> just kind of like, you know, seeing it through and uh, now they're okay and happy, yeah. I think, with our choices. We're trying to kind of passively and yet, you know, educate or we talk about different things and I bring things back from, you know, you know, little learning rows and then, you know, when I take classes and things like that, I, I bring it back and say, you know what, there's an interesting way you can do this and the taxes and, and they listen, you know, they, they kind of resist initially because they know better, but they, then they listen. They, they've invested, Anna's parents have invested in some real estate and they do, you know, not flips, but cash flow rentals and things like that on a smaller scale. You know, it takes a long time to open that up to change the mentality that you can go from here to you know, a, a massive kind of thought process. We're about to ask you a few questions about uh, all the different work you guys do now because you're, you're passionate about education as well. So I want to let Bob ask you about those things. But before we get to the juicy stuff, can you just kind of help us understand, we've kind of glossed over it here briefly, the, the, the way you used to perceive investing when you're Wall Street, you're in the machine of Wall Street. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then at some point you start shifting to real estate and now you keep shifting. Can you kind of define for our audience that, remember our show reaches people who have, this is day one of investing sometimes. And the, the reason they reach our show is because we're not here to scare anybody. I mean, so teach us a little bit of what, what was Wall Street like from an investment point of view and what's what is it now that you call what you do? You know, from, you want to take it? Let me just, uh, you know, from my point, I was on a trading desk uh, for Lehman, well, so on the trading floor. So if you can imagine a thousand people that's directly connected into all the exchanges, I had six screens in front of me, and my clients from my team for Global Strategy, Bank of England, Bank of Greece. I had major accounts that I would tell them the, the strategy of what to invest in. It was very quantitative. It was all about technology, trends, cycles. It was all like almost imaginary, right? It, it, we didn't review the people and the companies. It was really, a lot of it was just, how do we tolerate different risks? What returns the bank needs to show? 
And we would fill those spots with whatever was available, depending on how it was training. As we transitioned out of Wall Street, what became more and more important is the people behind, right? So as we looked at real estate, who are the tenants, for example, if you're looking at the short term, how are we? One of the things that I liked about real estate was that I can drive down the street and say, well, we help this family or, you know, move into a home and raise a family there, or we help this person or that person. And we started thinking more about how does this affect longer term, not short-term trends in the stock market. It was really almost like a computer. There's like no, it's more meaningful what we're doing Yeah, now, right? there was no emotion for, for us anyway when we were trading stocks. It was all about how do we get short-term gains, returns, and things like that. Now, we're looking at it more of a legacy. We're looking at how do we build something that's bigger than ourselves and get involved and, and, and help. Because now we invest as a community and you know we run groups and clubs and things that we bring to the table. How do we think about it, about the hearts? You know, why, why I love the name that you guys picked, Heart to Heart Investing, because it's, it's the heart of the people. It's the heart capital, not, not even you know, human capital. It's the heart capital that's behind everything. Simon Sinek talk has this really cool conversation where he talks about the why, where if you change headcount to heart count, you wouldn't be able to fire people just as, as easy as some corporations do. And if you think about the heart behind everything, um, it makes a huge difference of how you look at the world. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. And as investors, you're, you know, you exactly, you can see exactly the mission, you know, and you're in, of, of the people you're investing in. You can see their heart, you can vet them, you can get to know them. And, and Ed, like Josh always says, it's, it's, you know, it's Main Street helping Main Street now. It's you're, you know, you're out of Wall Street and sort of like all the, the fog of, of what's really happening. And then you're, but now you're looking eye to eye with people and, you know, you have that control, you know, we, we say when we, when we, put money into Wall Street, it, it's kind of, you're just a forgotten number at that point. You're controlling your money and you're, you know, you're appreciated. We appreciate, we're so excited when, when our investors come to the property and we all get to sort of celebrate the wins together and, and we can all, we're growing together. And it's just such a, a I'm sure, I, I can't imagine working on Wall Street, but I can imagine it's a huge shift for you. <laughs> yeah. I used to call it the the hamster wheel, the very stressful hamster wheel. It was just nonstop all the time. Like might be on the trading floor. People are having heart attacks like daily. It's it's a thing. It's, it's a horrible. It's actually yeah. a thing. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> We've never talked to anybody on inside the machine like you guys. Tell us that actually is a thing. It's not a people, people get very stressed out just over that. Somebody could have a big day and then an ambulance comes. Think about the, the trading, you know, from on a trading desk. I mean, there there are days where people lose, you know, a couple of million dollars in a matter of minutes because something happens in the market and they go down. And you're responsible for massive accounts. So the, the stress level is huge. You're in that, and it, that, that energy permeates, right? So that energy spreads through the whole floor. Uh, when crashes happen and things like that, Y2K, I mean, people were really, really stressed out, right? You, you had 10 million, now you have 9 million. You don't think about to be gratitude, right? You don't think about how grateful you are for where you are. You think about, oh my God, I just lost. In a day. In a day, right? And that was, by the way, a huge shift for me as well, thinking about 
not the numbers per se, but being grateful for where we are, the opportunity we have, and the people who are around us, for our community. That, that's a big shift, amazing shift. But that, that was the biggest, I think, for me, going from numerical being just part, a cog in a machine, to having influence, having impact on, on other people's lives and creating something that's amazing. You know, and you talked about coming to the property. It was huge. Like you can. Oh, I loved it. It was so. The great. energy was the you know from from corporate to like now the energy is completely different. What you guys believe in, Josh and Melanie. I mean, you, it, that permeates everybody. You know, the the staff. The beauty about hospitality, for example, right, as opposed to maybe a multifamily, is that we could come to the place, see it, enjoy it. And really see the results of your hard work, right? You, you talk to the waitress, you talk to the hostess, and everybody's smiling and enjoying it. And, you know, they inspire people who come there. Well, Anna, Anna just visited her winery for the first time this yes, last weekend. So time. tell us about that. So I was so excited because I'll, I just get to see it on pictures. Mike is going and visiting all these properties and doing all these things. And he's just showing me pictures at the end. But I, you know, I kind of hold the fort at home. I run a couple of pretty significant uh, social media um, networks on Facebook mostly. Mm -hmm. So I get to express my excitement (laughs) (laughs) through that media. So um, I went on after like I posted pictures that we did lives. We woke up early in the morning on Saturday after the learn and grow. We went around the properties. We plugged them into our groups, got so many people excited about the project. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, I actually connected with one woman who was in my group. She's like, oh, my God, the blueberry champagne, because I was talking about blueberry (laughs) champagne. We tried it. And she said, do they still have a recipe for blueberry champagne pancakes? I said, is that a thing? I don't know. We'll have to find it. We'll have to look through that one. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, when her and her husband were visiting Renault, they're planning a trip now. You you guys are going to be... foreseeable future yeah they're all coming to see it uh but she said when they serve breakfast or brunch with the blueberry champagne they're accompanied by a card with the recipe of blueberry champagne pancakes and she said it was phenomenal but she lost it so she was like is there any way to get that i don't know <laughs> so were you guys aware that was a thing we were not aware, but now I really Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. I like to cook. I'd like to try it. There was so much beauty in the history of it all. You know, we were, we were looking at the, the champagne, the glassware. Museum. I'm excited oh, about that God. museum. Oh my goodness. Can you believe it? I mean, there's like you said, comparing different investment opportunities when you're investing in stocks. Okay. All right. It's a company. And you buy Here and you go and you invest it in this property and there is a museum on site. There is a winery. There is a golf course. Oh my goodness. There are all these things. And there's just, history that's being created and it's so amazing to kind of be part of it. I mean, we're so honored that, you know, we were introduced and, and, and they are able to be part grateful. of all of this and, and grateful for it because it's, it's fascinating to see the transformation. It's, it, it's amazing to just be on site and talk to the people and see how everybody is reacting to this. And there's so much joy that you see on site and, and both from the people who are working there and people who are coming. You know, people were enjoying music and they were hanging out. We brought friends with us and too we who were well. investing as well in future properties and yeah. this one. And they loved it. And I think that's going to be the thing. I've said to Josh before too, I said, you know, 
syndicating properties and bringing groups together is just by far so superior to to doing the project by yourself. You know, like, if, you know, we could never have done this by ourselves and nor would I ever choose for it because it's so much better bringing a community of people together to enjoy it to, to love it. And then, like you said, you always wished you'd own a winery. We've been quite a few investors that have said that. And I just thought, it's in, like you said, how the universe aligns things like, wow, this, this is just, it's the gift that keeps on giving, right? It, it you know, like you said, you want to, you want to bring your friends, you're, 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 um, you're proud of it. Did you hear the, the really interesting thing that we philosophized about it before we did this syndication was what if you have a lot of investors and, and the people out there would say, there's definitely a lot more people that say that's a bad thing because that's a hundred people uh, or so that, that disagree with everything you do from paint color to, to grass, where you put the grass. And I said, or it's a hundred people that own it and bring the pride of ownership back to their community. And we really believe that would be true. And that's why we created this community with you guys. So it's, I just want to throw that out there that it's happening, isn't it? And that, that actually, I'm so glad you said that because for everyone listening as well, you know, there's something I learned a long time ago, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. And I, I, I mean, for myself, investing was just something that was like, oh my gosh, too complicated, really, you know, I don't know if, if that's possible. And for people listening, that might be something that, that they might be thinking. So Michael and Anna, what advice would you give for how people can change? And also, so I know Bob always says, not too many questions, honey. So <laughs> that's the first question. <laughs> Only 32 years married. Right? Yeah, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I didn't say anything. And so how can people start thinking differently? You know, when it comes to investing and investing together with people as well. So you never have to do it alone. And yet you make the decisions, so. For us, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a huge book, right, that you start reading that, that starts changing. I, I think if you, for anybody who's listening or able to take Bob's class, it will open your mind and open your eyes to a lot of things, for sure. Just think about it in a different way. Think about that there are lots and lots of opportunities once you start meeting the right people and talking and learning more. You know, for us, for example, I continue to learn every time I speak to you guys and, and come to the events because it's, a, it's continuous growth. And if you're an investor, invest with, you know, talk to people, meet with people, form groups where you can bounce ideas off each other. And that helps. You know, the beauty of this kind of syndication that there's a lot of us and there's you guys who are really providing so much knowledge and information that we can learn from and see, right? This is more concrete. We can come on site and look at it. So if you're investing in something like that, visit the properties, talk to the people there and really learn from everybody there. You can see what you're investing in, what the future and the vision is. And that's something really, really important. If we can see the vision of whoever is creating the opportunity, that really sets the stage. You know, it's the people over everything else. I would also add just by um, example, I have a client who I'm working with currently. Uh, she and her husband both work on Wall Street. They're executives. So their worth is quite yeah. up there. They have never invested in their lives in anything. Yeah. So they're just sitting on that ginormous 
savings account or cash that, under that the does mattress nothing. that does nothing. And they're both terrified to make the investment, even as, as little as it is. So my advice to her was, and that was a, a year ago, I said, why don't you just join our investment club? And I know her through a different, I know them through a different community, but I said, why don't you just join our investment club? There's no obligation for you to invest. We are not pushy people. We will never be, you know, salesy with you and try to sell you anything. We are doing this. This club was created to benefit the community. So together we rise up, right? So everyone is better off together. So I said, why don't you just join and, you know, attend the meetings, listen to conversations. And a year later of her just hanging around and them just listening here and there, they're ready to invest. Yep. I think they just registered a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah, they did. And they registered for the next opportunity. So which is cool. And it took a year. So the advice is surround yourself with people. If you're afraid to take the step, just surround yourself with people that are doing the steps that you're afraid to take the step. <laughs> so you can just get more comfortable in that environment and see that other people are doing this and they're okay. They're, they're benefiting. They're better off for it. So maybe it'll take you a couple of months, maybe it'll take you a year, but you'll get there. You just have to surround yourself with yeah. the people that are doing what you aspire to be doing. Usha often says that we, we grow into the conversations around us, which is exactly what you're saying. You know, you join a, a network of people and those conversations around you start to develop you and you start to think in different ways. And I think that you, um, I mean, your, your testimony here is beautiful and just that you decided to let go of the the rope, you know, like, and realize that, you know, being as a, being as a family, being with your kids and getting out of that, that crazy work life was important to do now. Not, not like you said, in your retirement days where you wanted to do the, like you did it now and, 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 and look how happy you are. Look how peaceful you are. Look, I mean, I'm sure you would say you don't regret that decision for a minute. And so I think a lot of people, they push it off. They say, I'll get to that. You know, I'll get to investing. I'll get to that. It's, it's in the, it's in the pile, the list that I want to do, you know, like that's, it, it'll, when I get closer to retirement and then I got to figure out what I want to do with my money then. But I just love how you just, you know, you let go and said, Nope, it's, this is important to change now and to, to be more with my children. And, and I, I just, I find that beautiful, just a beautiful story. Thank you. Because yeah, I, I truly believe that life is happening now all around us, whether we like it or not. So you could, you could make a choice. You could participate in it and enjoy it as much as you can, or you can just put it on the back burner and wait. I'd love, yes. to, I'd love, I'd love to meet that person who dictated that retirement starts at age 65. Can it start <laughs> at 20? <laughs> right, right. Does retirement just mean when you can do what you love to do, not what you have to do. So we, we make that choice, right? Exactly. And that's, that's the shift, right? I mean, you... You know, you're going from just work, 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 work to thinking, well, I don't want to have any regrets. I want to do things that I enjoy now, um, even if it's baby steps. But we take it's one step after the other after the other. And then all of a sudden you look back and like, wow, you've built something and something amazing. You know, I think Anna is humble with, you know, she runs a couple of groups. We have a group that's what, 600 families now that Anna runs online. And it's all about our community for better health and uh, better nutrition. We we organize, you know, buying clubs and things like that. So we all benefit together. And you know, so I think we kind that, of evolved in the real estate buying club at the moment. Yeah, you know, and, before we were buying different things. Right now, <laughs> the same buying club is buying real estate well, together. So it's it's interesting because it, it, you're right. It, it's the you know what you said about. 
together we benefit more. And that's, that's a huge aspect of, of how we came to be and form the clubs that we did. You know, because we, it's exactly that thing. We're together, we, we all help each other and we can create legacies. We can create, you know, wealth and other things for not just us, but for our community. And I think that, that creates amazing bonds and, and friendships as well. Everyone is better off for yeah. it. How did you create your your yeah. your groups? You know, like that's is this amazing. Sort of, is uh, that six? That's amazing. So, did was that just a slow thing as well? Just a couple friends just telling them what you're doing, oh, and you then won't believe group? it. You won't believe how it even started. It's a really funny story. <laughs> so, um, I'm very much into holistic natural health. That's a big priority in the family. Yeah. So, a part of it is clean nutrition. And I decided at one point, if we're eating meat, you know, we're not vegetarians or vegans. We don't consume a lot of meat. But if we're eating meat, it has to be top quality. It has to be organic, grass-finished, grass-fed. I'm just going a little bit over the top. I don't want to, like, scare you here. (laughs) I get really into it. I need to know the source, where it's coming from. Has the grass been tested? It's like, it's, it's crazy. I go into, yeah. I go into the processing. It has to be humane processing. Too many details. I'll, I'll, I'll spare you those. But I found a farm that I wanted to work with. It took me quite a bit of time to do a lot of legwork. I found a farm that was willing to raise the cattle the way I wanted it. But what's one family? How much can I buy? Can I buy the whole herd? No. <laughs> so I had to set out and find like-minded people who are you know, as gung-ho and healthy living as myself and get a group together so we can buy that herd together. So we just started with buying a couple of cows. This is, you know? this is the greatest. You syndicated the herd. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing at it. We, we did exactly that. And then it grew. But the funny thing, I just got to say this, I just got to mention it. So once I got to know the owner of this particular farm, it, it's so funny. He was a retired uh, Wall Street executive from J.P. Morgan. He was their like head economist who retired at 65 and bought a farm. And him and his wife were doing things the right way. <laughs> so it's just such a tight, you know, small community. We laughed about it. But so that's how it started. So it started with a herd of cows. And now... Love it. Who says that? I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that brought a whole a big uh, group of people together that are local. I have 600 families in the club and we do a lot of things together. It's a very tight community. And we opened up, I said, Michael, you know, we're growing together. We're doing all these get togethers. We're benefiting. We're growing together as a community. We're bringing our children up in this environment. Why don't you open up your investment club and let's do some real estate promotion as well, because people can benefit from this as well. We're always looking to add value to the community. And people were so receptive. We did an offshoot of that group and a hundred families joined in right away and it's growing and yeah. growing. And I laugh about them like, hey, we can buy a herd of cows. You can, we can buy this together, this together. Let's buy a building together. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think that's a great way to start. That you know, start, start buying something together small and then realize it's just do the same model. Just keep going up, right? Exactly. And they're seeing like what an amazing deal we're getting. When we get in the, in the buying club, the produce and what have you, we're getting some crazy discounts, right? We're getting some awesome <laughs> opportunities. So people are looking at the real estate option the same way. They're exposed to the opportunities that as one person, they would never be able to get as an individual. They're exposed to these opportunities as a community, you know, these great deals, and they feel the support. 
So I feel like it's so important because they're seeing, well, I'm not alone investing in this venture. They're seeing other people doing that, other people succeeding in that. There is support structure. Mike and I kind of the trusted guardians. Mm -hmm. We've been doing this. My community has been for about four years now. It's going. And we're encouraging. One of the key things that we do when we deal with the community is bringing in a lot of positivity to it and, and the right energy. Not the sales energy, but not allowing people to sort of disintegrate and, and start, you know, spiraling. Oh, yeah, that's now, a good right? point. So we, we constantly support each other, you know, with things that are going on. And people, what I love about it, people are now asking each other, not just us, for different advice and questions. And, and it really became a really cool community. Uh, community. And we also lead by example, right? Because whatever we do, we participate in ourselves, you know? So it's like, come join us. Let's do this together. The, the, the more you're sharing your story, the more it uh, uh, brings to my mind uh, of some of the things I've learned where we can all be where we want to be in life. And it really does depend on just a couple of things. Number one, obviously, we need to know exactly what it is that we want. And that comes from pushing ourselves with creating that vision board. But it's also learning, learning and growing and pushing ourselves, uh, you know, past our our limiting beliefs, but it's also the people we surround ourselves with. You know, who are the people that are going to to encourage you or to to kind of surround? You know, the the if if this is what you want, people have lived before before us. So who are they? And so creating that community just sounds like an incredible incredible way. You know, I've had the pleasure of being on a couple of these where different people have shared how they've gotten into investing and so what I'm what what I'm learning as well is that there's so many different avenues just listening to you and I remember Joanna she was talking about her interest so everybody listening on on this this session you know what is something that you have an interest and then what can you do because if you can share it with other people you it might find you that path of investing and and, and getting on the on the journey with a lot of the other people who can support it. To make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And not waiting. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely need to take action. And that's, um, you know, live life with no regrets. Take the step forward, even if it's baby step. But you have to take the step back. Don't wait 20 years because uh, it's kind of like planting a tree, right? The best time was 20 years ago. What's the second best? Now. Now. 20 years from now. Now. Oh. <laughs> You know, it, it's amazing how time has flown. You guys are such a delight. We want to keep going for another session. We're going to have to have you guys back because you guys yes. uh, uh, represent so much good about our community. Would you mind making yourselves available to the rest of the listeners like you are to us? Would you like us to read? Can we reach out to you via one of your networks or how would you like yeah, our listeners? <laughs> yeah, so my community that are one of the biggest ones, right? Um, it's called Clean Organic Living. So everybody is welcome to, to join that. Um, you could reach out to me on Facebook Messenger anytime. I check my so messages daily. Yes. Yep. So it's Anna Treffel and Michael Treffel. Uh, we do answer quite a bit of questions. I consult on uh, healthy lifestyle and Michael consults in uh, mindset coaching and real estate. So, uh, yeah, sure. Reach out to us and we'll be happy to chat with you. You have been so much fun and so inspiring. I just keep saying that word, but really just totally inspiring. 
We love having you at Renault. Please come as often and as, bring as many people as you want. We would love to to meet the family that's all the families that's owned the herd. Bring them all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming. They're coming. I was so excited that Saturday. They're all coming. <laughs> we definitely love that excitement ride. You're overflowing with golden nuggets of 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 great stuff, and it was just a pleasure to have you on what the show. What a today. delight! Thank you. Thank you for having us, guys. It was what a, a delight as well. Bye bye. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us at the table. No matter where you are on your personal investment journey, we're glad you came. Join us next time for another engaging episode of Wealth Building with Friends.